Hello, besties. Welcome to Martinez with Eddie, your ultimate destination for everything Bravo. Join me as we spill the tea, dissect the drama, and uncork all the juiciest gossip from your favorite reality TV show. Tonight, I'm excited because there's nothing that makes me completely and I don't know, out of control happy is when I have somebody to talk about Bravo. And tonight's guest, uh, you're gonna be, um, you're gonna be surprised. It's so awesome. She runs a very successful Instagram account called Bravo Breaking News. She was at BravoCon. I saw her clip with Kenny, and I was like, you know what? We need to chat about stuff from Bravo. We haven't had the opportunity to do so. And here is the night where Kim from Bravo Breaking News is joining me tonight. So. Welcome, Kim. Thank you Hello. so much, Eddie. What an intro. <laughs> How are you? I am great. How are you doing? How are you with all that's going on in the Bravo world? Uh, I'm half excited, motivated, passionate about it. And the other half of me is exhausted, tired, and ready for the next chapter. <laughs> Definitely. Being a Bravo fan is a full-time job, but you know, you got to be there for the highs and the lows. That's right. And like you said, it is a full-time job. Was it Kim Kardashian who said like, uh, this is like a full-time job and nobody wants, to, I don't know. She had a meme a couple of months ago where she said like, this is a full-time, I think it was about being an, uh, uh, an entrepreneur or something, but I'll I, every time that I think about it, it just makes me laugh. Yeah, but. it's a, it's get your ass up and work. Nobody wants to work these days, but Bravo <laughs> content creators, we are working. Hard. Every single day, every minute. It's like we don't have a break. Like I, I, That's what I want to talk about with you to start. You have an Instagram that has over 100,000 uh, followers, which is a lot. You know, you reach a lot of people. How do you keep these fans fed with all this craziness? I mean, it has to be literally every five seconds you have to check on Bravo because something <laughs> happens. You're so right. It's exhausting. I mean, you know, I can't do it all, but I try my best. You know, my, you know, how your iPhone shows you how many times you pick up your phone that day. I mean, mine's got to be in the thousands because. As Bravo breaking news, I have to try to break the news. So, I mean, there's things coming from all sides. And, yeah, it's a lot of work, but I love it. I've been, you know, doing this Instagram account for over four years. I actually started it right before the first ever BravoCon in 2019. And it was just something that I loved. I was passionate about it. I didn't care if anybody followed. I just wanted to make these fun memes because it was something that I enjoyed. And it just, you know, it's been a, a long time coming and a lot of work, but I love it. And I think that's what makes this community so special. Like we do content creation, not because we want to profit out of it. You know, like a lot of people do content creation for, for personal gain, but we start this as a true passion for the Bravo universe. Like every content creator I talk that has a following or has like either a big podcast or an Instagram account or a Twitter account, we all start from, let me just post this and see what happened. And it picks up and BravoCon was also a turning point for myself. Another, you mentioned that last year, 
like I have my Twitter account for for longer, and it has like the bigger reach out of all my social medias. But I decided to create the podcast right the week before BravoCon, and honestly, like you said, it just brings such a joy to share all these experiences with you know with the world. Um, and talking about experiences, and you are the Bravo breaking news. What? news like any latest news that has shocked the most you know out of all the bravo news that you have gotten lately well i mean is it gonna come as a surprise if i say scandal i mean is it nope. anything but scandal because like scandal like i don't know how many months are we in like two three months and i'm still shook like watching these episodes, I don't know. I mean, I think that was the most shocking. Also, you know, Kim and Croy's divorce was also super shocking to me. I don't know how you felt about that, but I thought they were endgame. I thought they were obsessed with each other. Um, I don't know. It, that was crazy. I agree. Um, I mean, obviously, Scandal, that took the Bravo universe by storm. And we've been, like, really diving into this crazy tornado that is you know, the whole trifecta of uh, Ariana, uh, Tom Sandoval, and Rachel. And this is like the crazy madness of Bravo. But Kim and Croy, uh, that, that just came out of the blue. It was surprising because, like you said, I always felt like they did have stuff in common and they were happy. They always, you know, pictured this idea of like a great family dynamic. But then suddenly... This happened. I do believe that it has to do with the financial issues because, um, I mean, families, yeah, love is everything and whatever, but there is a point where the, if the money runs out and the stress, stress can destroy a family. So I can see how, you know, yesterday we got the news of their divorce. We got a news before that that they owe over a million dollars to the IRS. So that is the, the timing is crazy. Also, I mean, Atlanta premiered the night before, so I always felt like it was a little too much coincidence. I don't know what you think about that. Oh, for sure. I mean, capitalize, you know, on the moment in time that is the Atlanta premiere. I mean, I wouldn't uh, put it past Kim Zolciak and definitely think it's financial related. I mean, stuff's coming out where, you know, he actually ran all of her businesses for her. And, you know, of course, like her, her gambling habits have put her in debt. So, you know, it's crazy. I think that, you know, I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm kind of glad we have a new Scandal since it's kind of, you know, simmering down a little bit and Vanderpump Rules is going to end in a couple weeks. So now we have Kim and Croy's divorce to kind of, you know, see what comes out. Yeah, and I thought that the you know the, I don't know you you watch Southern Charm, right? I mean, of yeah. course. Uh, you know that at the beginning of the year we got news that uh, allegedly, you know, Taylor had a thing with Austin, and Olivia was caught by surprise, and it was a huge thing, and it happened right before you know the horrible you know family loss that she went through. So it's kind of like a crazy time. And we thought that that was going to be the one that takes away the scandal <laughs> or, or like, it, it was such a weird thing that it, it was only for like, maybe like one day the air was shocked. So it kind of like just went away. Um, 
Also, I believe when that happened, people were focusing more on Tom Swartz and Rachel than Sandoval because I don't think Scandal was already a uh, public. You know, it was happening, but it was not public. Yeah. Totally. But I mean, when Southern Charm comes back, you know, that's all going to rise to the surface again. So I, I think it's going to be explosive. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see for the new I season. The, I, I love Southern Charm so much. It's Me so too. messy and in the crazy way. I, I spent the past like three months because I didn't have anything to watch. So I decided to go back and watch Southern Charm from the beginning because no matter how many times you watch the show, you always find something interesting. And the more I was watching, I was like, oh, my God, this is freaking batshit crazy. <laughs> oh, wow. Those early seasons when with Catherine, you know, hooking up with everybody and the Thomas Ravenel of it all. I mean, you can't make that shit up. That is no. the golden age of television. I love early Southern Charm, but. You know, I think it's still bringing it. I kind of love the newbies. I love um, Taylor and I love Olivia. Um, so I'm excited for the new season. Yeah, I heard I heard from very reliable sources that it seems like it's going back to messy Charleston vibes. I love I it. I love. I love Charleston. Love it. Like, and I oh, also ahead. heard that Paige is going to be making a lot more appearances this coming season, which I'm excited about. I am a Craig stan, Craig forever, Craig and Paige. I love them. So more of Paige is golden for me. It's a win. I, I love Paige too. I mean, I know that um, let's get into the summer charm. I mean, the summer house of it all, because this season has been crazy it's been it was not crazy because of the party but because of the weird crazy dynamic shifting that happened this season like you don't know where 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 anything is happening and you know who's gonna fight with who because it's just so random um but talking about Paige, i i do like Paige, and i like craig and i like them together i see a lot of people online they just they're not very fun of you no know, Paige, Amanda, and Sierra, and I like them. It's weird. I do too. Um, when it comes to Summer House, like I don't, I'm not on sides. I feel like every week it's like something different. I, you know, flip flop as the Real Housewives like to say, back and forth. But um, I don't know. I love Paige and Sierra. I think them, you know, laying in bed all day and and making money is like awesome. Like you know, what better way to live. And then obviously Lindsay and Danielle are bringing it this season. I don't know. Lindsay and Carl at the beginning of the season were like kind of annoying me. They were a little bit much with the babe of it all. And, you know, their new relationship seemed a little forced, but, you know, I, as the season progressed, I find myself like more on their side because everybody's kind of like ganging up on them. Yes. I, it's so funny. At the beginning of the season, all my tweets when it came down to the Danielle, Carl, Kyle, uh, Carl's uh, fight, the Lindsay and, and the madness of the relationship, you know, I was more on the side of, you know, Kyle and Danielle. I, f I felt like Lindsay and Carl were so freaking annoying. Like, I, okay, we know it. you are in love, but it, it was too much. I, it was, was a like, lot. 
he was so forced. I don't know if it was for TV or if they really are like that in real life. But if they are like that in real life, I will be exhausted as a friend. <laughs> so now that we are like heading towards the end of the season, um, I'm kind of shifting to their side because this last episode, I, I understand where Danielle is coming from, but her behavior was quite unacceptable, especially at the at the engagement party. You don't go from person to person to talk about the couple that you are supposed to be celebrating because it's going back, it's going to go back to them and it's going to look like, hey, she's a hater. Oh, I know. I mean, it's one thing if you feel that way inside. I understand Danielle feeling that way inside. But then her over-the-top reaction, bawling her eyes out, and then telling everybody at the party that she didn't know, oh, when did you find out? Oh, Carl told you. Oh, Carl flew you in. Like, girl, get it together. And like, she's like, I know this isn't about me, but like, that is not how you're acting. Like if you yes. knew it wasn't about you, you would keep your mouth shut and let them have their moment. That part, she kept saying, oh, this is not about me. It's about them. But girl, you're making it about yourself when you are talking to everybody, including the parents. They come on. <laughs> I know that was tough, tough to watch. And then, and then we, you know, Lindsay comes in. I loved this part with Paige when Lindsay comes in and is like so shocked. And you know what I'm about to say, Paige's confessional. Yes. That was like so <laughs> iconic when iconic. she's like, you wore shoulder pads to the beach. I mean, what I'm do you think? Do you think Lindsay, that. do you think Lindsay knew it was coming? Uh, yes, uh, I do believe that she knew. I believe she got ready. I said that too. I mean, before before Paige said that, I didn't notice the shoulder the shoulder pads, but I was like, "Huh?" She did her hair, the dress. It seems like she's going to like a cocktail party by the beach. She's not going to a bonfire in a maxi dress with shoulder pads. And then when Paige said it, I literally dropped to the floor and laughed so hard because that was exactly what I was thinking. I'm like. You don't wear shoulder pads to the ocean. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. you don't. Amazing. You don't. I mean, she's not wrong. I mean, you know, as we know, the show is produced. So, and, and she's like, before asking, like, oh, you know, what kind of bonfire? Like, is this like kind of beach chic or whatever? You know, she was kind of trying to feel out the vibe almost like to make people like tell her. It, I don't know. You know, the show's produced. Maybe she knew, but she did act surprised. I don't know. At the end of the day, I am happy for them. I think that, you know, they make a good couple. And I don't know. Do you think that they've moved too fast, even though they've been friends for like almost a decade? Yes. I know. I'm like, uh, a lot of people have come for me on Twitter, especially because it seems like Twitter is the place for people to be extremely vocal how they feel, even though it's my opinion. Um I said it. I said, like, it, it's even if you are friends with somebody for 10 years, it's not the same to be friends than being a couple. No matter how long your friendship is, you don't know that person as your partner in life. You know that person as your friend that you don't depend on. You don't, you, you, the life experiences are different when you are doing it with a friend and when you are doing it with your partner. 
So for them from uh, going from a couple of months of dating to moving in together to engaged, to me, it seems really rushed. A lot of people said, like, oh, they are in their 30. People know what they want. I'm 39, and I do not know what I want. So maybe I'm just projecting. I mean, I'm married. So it's not, it's not like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm like single trying to like find somebody. No, I, I, I'm married, but still, I, I'm trying to figure out what is my goal in life in this world. So for people to say, oh, he is in his 30s. They know what they want. I know. They don't know anything. They're still trying to figure out what they want too. So it feels rushed. At the same time, I'm like, if that's what they want, and if you work for them, I have nothing against it. And like you said early on, when it comes down to Summer House, I like everybody. I want them all to succeed. I feel like I connect with these people more than I connect with the housewife show. Maybe because, A, I'm not a housewife. B, <laughs> um, their life experiences come across as... I had those experiences too. Like I lived in the city, I go to the Hamptons, I go to the beach with my friends. That type of like environment seems to me more familiar, you know? So I want them to succeed. So if they're happy, I'm happy for them. Totally. Um, what are your thoughts on Sam and Corey? Do you do you ship this relationship? Do you think they're going to last? Uh, I love Sam so much. Like Sam me too. Has, has Perfect become... addition. Per- yeah. I was gonna ask you that question, like which one of the newbies, uh, kind of more like you feel like it's like the best addition to the show. I personally think it's Sam, and then Gabby, and then Chris. I feel bad for Chris because he hasn't had the time to like blossom as a as a as a cast member. He is doing it slowly now, but it, I feel like it's a little too late, you know, in the yeah. game. Like we are like a couple of weeks away from the finale, so it's kind of like, dude, like you need to come a little stronger. And I, also, I need Bravo to get it together, to find a gay man or a gay couple or any LGBTQ person to join the cast because we need some sass. We need something. We're spicing it up a little bit. I'm, I'm free to be cast for it, Bravo. <laughs> you would be so great on it, and I am in total agreement with you. Who was um, the earlier seasons? Who was the gay guy that was on... I want to say Steven. Yeah. I was going to say Steven too. Yeah, I, He Steve was so Steven. good. He was so good. I think we do need, we need some, a big personality. You know, yes. that's what we need on reality shows. We don't need somebody that fades into the background. And I love Chris, but I feel like he's almost like a little too normal. Like, yes, you know, he's just like a little too normal guy, but Sam has that outgoing personality. I also love Gabby. You know, I think she's she's bringing it. So I don't know. I think that this year was was good as far as casting. You know, I am always hesitant of newbies. You know, as a loyal Bravo fan, you're like, who are these people? You know, why are they here? But I think this cast really showed up. I agree. And regarding uh, Sam and Corey, I I like them together. Do I think they're going to last? I don't know. I think they are just brand new to their relationship. Let them have their fun. They'll figure it out. I hope they do last, or at least they, you know, they have their, you know, fun together. They make yeah. sense. 
you know, uh, they with- make total sense. I love Corey too. I think he was a great addition to Winter House and now Summer House. I think he's great. Um, I think we, when we got the Summer House reunion seating charts, he was actually closer to Andy than Chris was, only being like a guest for a couple weekends. So that's got to hurt for Chris. But honestly, I think he brought a little bit more fun and personality to the show. I agree. I also feel like the season got spicier and fun when he joined the cast as a guest. Um, because before that, like I said before, the the parties were too tamed. They were going to a restaurant and come back to their house to sleep. There was no sense of summer. It was just like a weekend getaway for like a cocktail party. or There, there was no crazy parties at the house. So as soon as um, uh, Corey arrived the whole energy shift finally we saw crazy parties uh, we saw drinking fun we saw messy make you know make out section with uh with sam and i love the dynamic i i think sam when i think of sam i think of that girl who just wants to have fun and you have Corey, who is literally a party animal so to me they were match made in reality tv heaven um, uh, I guess uh, Sam to me is a special girl. I I think she was a great cast. Some people are saying that she didn't bring anything out. That you're not watching the same show because honestly, she brought that necessary new energy to the show that we need. Because I mean, some of the OGs at this point have outgrown the show. They're getting old. They're getting yeah. too old to party as you do in your thirties. You know. At one, at some point, you you reach a point where you just can't drink how you used to. So you know, and that's what the whole show is about. Correct, and that's why I think they should um, have two shows. Uh, they should have a show where they follow the life of the OGs in New York City because we've seen it a lot this season. This is more than ever. We've seen scenes in the city where they follow them at work, where they go to the doctor, where they talk about going to a doctor because, you know, Amanda's going through her health issues. And then you see uh, you see uh, Kyle working for Loverboy, and you see the other one. So I appreciate those moments, and it made me realize that they do have the material for their own show, separate from Summer House. And I think Summer House should start casting around the newbies because I think the newbies that they brought this season are a great addition and they can definitely bring all their friends in to bring that young energy back and just, you know, shift the energy. I do think that it, it needs to be done. Totally. It's just like the natural evolution, you know? I mean, we started with Laguna Beach and then it transitioned to the hills as they, you know, moved on in their lives and did different things. So I think Summer House can be the same way. Let's get a city-focused show and then, you know, let's have them you know, join the summer house for a few weekends with a house full of newbies. Agree. I completely agree. And like we saw this last episode too, the, um, the house as a house, you can see that Kyle and, and, and Carl and Lindsay and Amanda and, and Paige, they are in a different point in life than Sam and Gabby. I mean, they are focusing in, in different aspect in life and that's completely normal as you get older you have your priorities shift 
And yeah, like they can go to the Hamptons once a weekend and have a good time during the summer, the summer, because that's normal. We all do it. But you're not going to party as hard as you did in your 20s. So I, I do think that they should focus more on that, like maybe like Kyle and Loverboard and Amanda trying to have kids and Paige doing all the fashion stuff that she's doing because she's doing great in the fashion stuff, you know, and maybe she will somehow make her way to Southern Charm when the time is right, because that's how I see it's going to happen. Exactly. Um, speaking of Paige's fashion, uh, did you see the Summer House reunion looks that dropped? Yes. I was going to ask you which one is your favorite. My personal favorite was Lindsay. I think she knocked it out of the park. I think she looks amazing. Um, I have to say that as a Paige stan, I was not into her look. I, I don't know. I was a little disappointed. Who was your best and worst dressed? Uh, best dress from the ladies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one thing. All the guys look great. All of them. They all look yeah, great. except Carl's Carl's pants are like a little too, too tight. tight. I feel like every time we see him like on Watch What Happens Live or whatever, his pants are just getting tighter and tighter. And I saw somebody <laughs> like on Instagram be like, is Carl wearing leggings? Because they are like to the, you know, they are like really hugging the skin there. I agree. I completely agree. But yeah, uh, the ladies, uh, I love Lindsay. I think she knocked it out of the park. Uh, I love Sam, but the picture didn't do it justice. That editing of that photo is horrific. What is up with that? Bravo, get it together. That She's like, I just wanted to show you guys my real face. Yes. Her face looked nothing like her in that photo. What was up with that? You know what it is? And this is how I feel it truly happened. They get these editors who edit the housewife photos. And I mean, not for nothing. Yes. I mean, but you, you can't <laughs> edit a picture of a 50-year-old woman the same way you edit a picture of a 20-year-old girl, like a 20-something-year-old girl, because you're going to age her. She looks like a whole different person. You're I, completely right. You're onto something there. The funniest part is, is like, um, I posted on Instagram, I posted the picture, and Sam commented on the photo saying, like, what is wrong with this edit? <laughs> I like I know that they eat so dirty. They did you so dirty. So I'm gonna say Lindsay, I I mean as a whole, as a package, best dress. I like Sam because it's fun, it's flirty, it's her personality. My worst dress personally, I'm gonna give it to uh Maya. Because yeah. that pan combo with the top. I when I first saw the video. Uh, the Andy poster from the reunion that you can kind of see who's in the background. Uh -huh. She was standing, and I thought it was uh, a top with a long skirt, but it, it happened to be these pants. And I'm looking at it like I don't think that is a good look. So yeah, I was very disappointed. Um, I I agree with you. I was expecting more from Paige, being a fashion girl. I, I, it, it feels like churchy it feels like going to like a like a i don't know going to like uh easter uh brunch it's, it, it totally weird. does but she got it custom made um she posted this whole video about how 
they, you know, brought her inspiration to life. This was her idea. Um, so to each their own, um, I don't know. I usually love Paige's looks, but this was not for me. I also didn't think Maya's worked. You know, I love a theme for a reunion or at least, you know, some direction, you know, yes. so everybody looks cohesive, whether it's a color palette or, you know, whatever. But Summer House was all over the place. We got cargo pants and crochet tops. And then we have Easter Sunday dresses. And then we have disco ball. Like, you know, let's like next time, <laughs> maybe communicate a theme to the cast. I agree. I think they were supposed to be going with like a breezy Hamptons vibe. And um, no. <laughs> Everybody seemed to interpret that different, completely differently. I agree that they were going to way different parties in the Hamptons, way different. <laughs> yep. It's like talking about um, reunion looks. You saw jerseys, right? I did. They just dropped last week. And um, I I, I kind of got tea into those dresses before they even uh, were shown. So I kind of knew the theme already. Uh, what do you think about this uh, royalty theme for New Jersey's uh, reunion? I, I loved it. I think the ladies looked great. Their outfits, I don't know. My best dress was Dolores. I think Dolores looked amazing. That dress was perfect on her. It fit her body. It was so flattering. Um, but Melissa, the Melissa and Teresa, I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I just have to say, I thought Teresa looked great until I realized that her dress was actually a jumpsuit. Yeah, a jumpsuit, yeah. And then, I don't know, I changed my opinion because <laughs> it threw me off. And then Melissa with the hood, I don't, I don't know. What, what, were, your, what were your thoughts on those? Um, I love Teresa. Uh, I'm, people call me a tree hugger. I'm biased. I'm mega biased when it comes to Jersey, and I'm fine with that. I, I know you're a tree it. hugger, I, Jen Aiden Stan. Oh, I love Jen. Jen, honestly... Out of all the Jersey ladies right now, obviously I love Teresa because she's an OG, but there is something about Jen that I love, I appreciate. Uh, I know she is not for everybody, and that's very clear because she's a very polarizing character on the show. Uh, you either like her or you don't like her, but um, I truly appreciate her energy. Um, when it comes to the, the reunion looks, uh, my favorite were definitely Teresa. Um, Jennifer and, and Dolores. I love those three. I think they took the royalty theme uh, in different directions and direction they work. Um, uh, my least favorites, I, I'm going to exclude uh, Jennifer Fessler and what's her name again? Jackie. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I'm they don't exclude count. them because, uh, I mean, first of all, if we include them, for me, those were the worst dresses of the night because they look like, like, uh, like bridesmaid rigids. It was awful all together. It was a mess. Hair, makeup, the dresses. No. So I'm going to remove <laughs> them. Uh, my least favorite was definitely um, Rachel Fuda. I don't know where she was going. Uh, I don't know if she was going to a, a Beauty and the Beast play in the local theater. It, it was it was messy. Didn't make any sense. It made her look so much older, you know. I know, uh, and she's so young. 
Yeah, she's like in her 30s and she looked like uh, a matriarch from like like in the 60s. So I did not like it. Uh, Melissa, I had an issue with Melissa uh, because of the hood. When she didn't have the hood on, it looked sloppy. I don't know, maybe the fabric that made it look weird. Uh, maybe in a different fabric would have have a better chance of photograph better. All that little sequence situation happening, I don't think it was good for the reunion because it doesn't photograph well. And then you add that hood, and I'm like, she looked like a Hocus Pocus uh, Sanderson sister. Like, Oh, no, my like, God. No. Um, I'm going to give props to March. I'm not a big March fan, I think. Uh, I have my opinions about her, uh, and they're not very nice. But I like this part. I mean, I will remove her. Her dude. It, it looks like she woke up and just put a little bun. But the dress, I think she looked nice. I agree. I think Marge um, looked great. Um, I think I agree with you on Rachel. Worst dressed. It just, it just wasn't working. Um, and especially for her, it wasn't working. So. Yeah, I don't know. Usually the Jersey ladies bring it, though. And, you know, they brought it some better than others. But, mm. boy, I cannot wait for that reunion. That is going to Ooh. be so explosive. I mean, and once we get Joe Gorga in the room, I mean, oof, we thought last year was bad. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Jersey because that one, this season has been a freaking roller coaster that I'm ready to get off because it's been insanity. And when I say insanity, it's on the show, off the show, with the fans, on the internet. It's been a wild ride like I've never seen before. And I'm ready. I'm like, I have my opinions. Uh, and I respect everybody's opinions. My only issue about this season is... um. How this wedding thing went from being Teresa's day to be Melissa's storyline for not being invited. I'm like, girl, like, I, I, I want to give you a chance to prove me wrong. And each season is like gets worse, worse, and worse. When she's not talking about Teresa, she's talking about why. She's not invited to Teresa's wedding or why Teresa is not thanking her in the speech or why she is um, not RSVPing for Teresa's event. And I'm like, do you have anything else going on in your life besides no. Teresa's wedding? Uh, no, she doesn't. Um, and that has been made apparent this season. Again, I've been, I feel like I flip flop every episode because one episode I'm on Teresa's side, the next episode I'm on Melissa's side, but this week was just kind of crazy. I don't know. I mean, Louie totally blew up and you know, that kind of makes me think that he's maybe getting in Teresa's head and I don't know. I, I want to think that Melissa and Joe like have their head on straight because I don't know, there's Teresa. She's been through a lot. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know which way is up and which way is down with this. What was shocking to me was that Joe Judice called Louie. We found that out this week, which really was a light bulb moment for me that if Joe Judice, who really isn't involved with this anymore, you know, one, 
is obviously isn't on the show, really is not involved with the family. We saw him like meet Joe Gorga in the Bahamas months ago on Instagram, which was crazy. But if Joe Judice is calling Louie, his ex-wife's new husband, to warn him about Joe Gorga, that is a red flag. Because why would he do that? Uh, you know, I know he probably wishes Teresa well, but I'm sure he's not like Louie's biggest fan. But if he is, you know, standing with Louie over Joe Gorga, that says a lot. Exactly. And that was the point that I was trying to make online today too as well, because some people are saying that Louis just showed his true colors. And yes, the guy was extremely explosive. His whole entire skin went from uh, tan to red. Like he was literally red head to toe. So the guy did have a anger moment, like an, like an explosive moment. But I mean, even people are saying that he was, you know, faking being the peacemaker. I kind of want to think that even if he was faking it, it was for, you know, for the greater good of Teresa, you know, um, that he was trying to make sure that Teresa somehow make amends with her brother, even if he didn't want to do it, even if he want to get involved or deal with the Gorgas, because we've seen it for what? 12 seasons now, the, the drama between the Gorgas and Teresa and the Judas is deeper than what we see on TV. That has roots way deeper than whatever is happening right now. And him coming out of like him joining the family, you know, he has to get involved somehow. So he probably wanted just to like, okay, if I'm going to get in this mess, let's try to fix it, you know. But there's more, there's, there's I mean... There's so much. There's so much that he can do, you know. Uh, every single time that he tried, Gorga exploded on him. I mean, we we saw that in the previous few episodes when they were having like a like a you know night out with the guys at a bar, and Joe Gorga, as soon as he saw him walking in, he called it. He called him piece of shit, piece of garbage. I wanna I wanna jump back across the table and all this stuff. And the guy was trying to keep it together just for you know like okay, I'm trying to be you know, cool and collected, but this guy is trying to attack me. I mean, there's so much that somebody can take. So exactly. At one, at one point you have to explode. I mean, I see that oh, as normal. I see that. I think they've had it up to here. I think they've tried and tried and tried. And I think that it's really about Joe Gorga and Teresa, not Melissa and Teresa. It's only because Melissa is the housewife and she is the connection between the two of them on the show that she gets put in the middle. This is a mm -hmm. brother-sister rivalry and Melissa just happens to be in the middle. I don't think she's a malicious person, Melissa. Um, I think she is very, you know, kind of led by Joe and Joe is Teresa's sister. So while Melissa wants to, you know, make peace with Teresa, she also has to be loyal to Joe. So she's in a very tough position. I'm not going to say she's handled it well at all, but I think the real problem here is Joe Gorga. We've seen it time and time again. Teresa said she tried to call him, you know, for days leading up to the wedding this last episode. He's not answering. And so at some point you really just have to give up. You just have to give up. Correct. I I gotta agree with you on that one. I do agree that the main problem of this family dynamics are, you know, Joe Gorga 
up here, and obviously Teresa is also involved because that's you know his sister, but the person that, from my perspective, has the most responsibility of the issues is Joe Gorga. First off, he is the brother. Like, dude, like, chill. Like, he... I feel like he has some kind of jealousy of the fact that Teresa became the famous person in the family. And somehow mm -hmm. he wanted him... He wanted to have that spotlight on himself. Because if my memories and fail me, which I'm not 100% sure that that was the reason why he had that huge fight at the christening of his own child. Because, once again, this is a show. <laughs> Teresa said congratulations to them at the church, but then she was, you know, she was told by production, and she said, you know what, I want to do it on camera too. She went and approached them, and that little approach turned into this awful fight that we saw on TV. And I still believe that it was because Joe Gordon wanted to have his table flip moment. And it didn't I, happen. <laughs> I completely agree. I mean, you know, Teresa said it best. You know, Joe's a little bitch boy and he's basically a housewife. I mean, he is as much about the, he is as much a part of the show as Melissa is. And so I don't know. I really think he's the real problem here. And I, I don't know if he wasn't in the picture. I feel like Teresa and Melissa might be able to get along. But obviously, that's not going to happen. And obviously, they don't attend the wedding. And so who knows where they go from here? I don't know. I don't know if there's any, you know, going back for this. I mean, do you think that Melissa and Joe are going to return next season? Obviously, a lot of people think that they won't. I guess Melissa says she's not going anywhere. But, you know, Bravo could make the decision to part ways. So what are your thoughts? Um. Honestly talking, do I believe that she's going to be off the show completely? No. I think that she might be getting a friend of contract, perhaps. Ooh. Ooh, that would hurt. Is she, she going to take it? Hurt. That's the question. Um, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I'm going to give my reasoning behind it. I think that, um, that even though they don't want to move forward with their family conversation anymore. Um, she's still involved with all the people like Marge and, you know, Jennifer and Life and the other one. So she is somehow still have connections within the show, like organic connections. Um, but if you put in a balance, Teresa and Melissa, for the sake of the show and for what Jersey is truly about, Teresa has a bigger weight on the show. So I will, I will think that Broward will keep Teresa over Melissa. Um, even though Melissa's quote unquote more likable or whatever. She's not, I don't know who likes Melissa that much. Um, and if you do, that's great. But uh, when it comes to, to Jersey as Jersey, I grew up in Jersey. I grew up in Richwood, the town where they actually filmed the first season. Most of the, the, the first season is it was filmed in restaurants and locations in Jersey. So to me, as a Jerseyan, I see Teresa as a staple of the state. I don't see Melissa as a staple. I, I honestly, if, I, I think if you ask anyone a name from New Jersey, to anyone, even if they don't watch in New Jersey, Teresa is the name that comes up. Of uh, course. She has the more iconic status. She's an OG, a true OG. 
Not like Melissa who thinks that she's an OG. She's not. She joined the show two seasons later. So let's let's make that clear. Also, um, uh, the only reason why Melissa's on the show it was because of Teresa. Is is a fact, and the only reason why Melissa is in the show is because Joe was, you know, is her husband and is also Teresa's brother, and all the dynamics and the problems steam from that but they're not gonna keep joe gorga because he's not gonna be holding no meatball or anything on the intro so um yeah i i i do want this whole entire Teresa versus melissa uh issues to move forward i think is holding the the show back if you remove that a little bit and let the other housewives shine we will have a different show a more interesting show I agree. I agree. But I mean, do you think that the other conflicts like have legs? Like, you know, we got Jen versus Marge and I don't know, Dolores versus Jen at the beginning of the season. Like, I don't know. Those seem it is interesting to me. The whole like um, Marge's friend calling Jen and, you know, spilling all the tea about Melissa. So I don't know. I guess that's something. But without the Teresa and Melissa, it's like. I don't know if at least this season we really had a whole lot to go off of. Uh, I agree. I, I think uh, the whole Teresa versus Melissa takes a lot of the, the, the screen time and the and the essence of the show, especially this season in particular. Um, I do believe that the other dynamics might bring different issues if that issue is not the center mm-hmm. uh, center stage, you know, um, especially Jennifer having issue with March. I think if you let that shine and blossom, that would be crazy because yeah. we, we know that Jen and March don't get along. We know that Jennifer is not happy for what March did to her. And, you know, March is going to find ways to get back to Jen somehow. So there is something there. Uh, I do believe the March is getting to the point where her tactics are being more obvious and is becoming kind of like Lisa Renna of Jersey. Because what happened to Lisa Renna, from my perspective, I never liked Lisa Renna. And I'm, I'm, it's it's coming from a place that Lisa Renna is my least favorite housewife overall. Um, Wow. I know it's, it's crazy. I, I, I do have, and it's not just for the housewife, it's for a lot of the stuff that I know about her from the past and the way that she shadow banned my Instagram for life, pretty much. <laughs> oh, no. Of course she did. She would. Uh, but what happened to Lisa Run in Beverly Hills is like, at the beginning, we knew that she was producing stories behind the scenes. But at the time when by those tactics became so obvious that we got to what happened last season with Kathy Hilton, for example. Mm-hmm. Do we know if it happened or no? No. But Lisa Rena made it her life you know, goal last season to leak everything about the the situation, even before it was like a topic of conversation. The day after it happened, it was already out in the public. It was already out in, in, the, in the media and in the gossip blogs. 
And we know in all the errors pointed at Lisa Renner. Like, she couldn't escape that, you know? And that's what I feel like is happening with March in New Jersey. Because um, finally somebody this season told her that she has an arsenal. An arsenal an arsenal of, um, you know, like, dirt on people. And the more she talks and she tries to deny it, she turns around the corner and proves everybody right that she does have that. Like... Last night on the after show, she made a comment about uh, Polly not being uh, divorced yet. And that's why he's not proposing to Dolores. And she thinks she, he, he's not divorced. And that's the reason why uh, he can give her a ring but not actually get married. I'm like, first off, I did not know that. That's some private matter. And you shouldn't be talking about it because allegedly that's Dolores, uh, you know, boyfriend who happened to be your friend i mean i i thought dolores and and march were body body i mean not best friends but like they get along so that every time that she opens her mouth it proves the fact that she does go around trying to find dirt that she can kind of throw whenever she she had the chance to do that you know so that's how i feel i i just hope hope that somebody Said, you know what? This is going to be March season. We're going to take her down. <laughs> I love takedown season. I love a takedown season. See, I, I, I see your point, but I have to disagree. I don't know. I think that let's be real. Like every housewife has a little bit of an arsenal. You're trying to create drama on a show. You're going to be here. It's always about, oh, I heard this. Oh, I heard this. And I don't know, I guess it was really Marge's friend who heard something who then told Jen Aiden. I don't know. But I think that Jen Aiden likes to stir the pot for no apparent reason. I think that, again, makes a good housewife. It's a quality of a, a great entertaining housewife. But at the same time, I think that you're not going to like it. I think that Jen Aiden feels produced. I think she it's a little thirsty. I think that she's you know, tries to stir shit up just for, for no apparent reason. And, you know, has these, like, you look like an old handbag and like, just, just stuff like that. Like, it's like, she doesn't really have much to go on, but she's like nasty. And, you know, she, she's nasty to the other ladies anyway, um, just because she doesn't like them, but she doesn't even have to have a reason. I don't know. That's my take on Jen Aiden. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to disagree, but I mean, I, I can see your point. I uh, know, I know. <laughs> I just, I, I particularly like that about Jen. <laughs> like, to me, her reunion, reunion, like, uh, comebacks and clackbacks are quick, and it can be really freaking nuts. Like, when she told, when she was talking to March, because March called her a concubine, and she said, like, I'm not a concubine. Mary Webster, where you are, and she she started explaining what a concubine was, and then when when she called uh Jackie boring and stuff like that, I mean I I don't know, it kind of gave me some joy, uh, but like I said before, yeah, like I said before, I I think Jennifer is one of those very polarizing you know housewife that you either really like or you you feel like you said produce and you don't like, um, that's that that's why out of all the ladies, especially in reunion uh, settings, I just wait for Jen's like clapbacks. I use Marion Webster where you at at least once a day. <laughs> I mean, she is definitely entertaining to watch. 
Um, and I love her family. I love Bill. I want them to go to therapy and, you know, work it out and be happy. So I am rooting for her. But like, do I want to be friends with her? Probably not. <laughs> and and that and that's the funniest part. Like most people don't know that because they see Jen on the screen. But Jennifer out of like, I mean, obviously, Teresa is super nice, too. I, I had the chance to meet her many times. But Meeting Jennifer in person outside the, the, the house where I sat in, it's, uh, you will not believe how nice she is. That's what I'm that, sure. I mean, and, and, and that happens with a lot of housewives. When, when, when you meet them, in, I mean, some of them are not so nice. And I'm not going to say that everybody's super nice when you meet them in person. But um, some housewives that you expect them to be a little more like dry or like not very friendly, you'll be shocked. Like Candace, for example. I am a candy cane for life now because I met Candace during BravoCon and I sat down with Candace for like a whole hour and we were chitty chatting and uh, it was it was life changing for me because I was like, I can't believe that I kind of thought that she was not going to be friendly and she was so friendly and not because she was forced to be. We were not in... The under the 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 BravoCon uh, convention center, so she wasn't working at that point. It was at a at a party at the rooftop party at the Gansenburg Hotel. We were sitting there, and she was super nice. And I'm like, okay, Candy, I see you now. Now I'm a fan, and it was great that I met her that way because it made me understand the drama that was gonna, you know, uh, happen during the last season. I was like. Giselle, I'm not buying it because I know you're lying. <laughs> so she gave you a heads up about Giselle. Uh, she didn't give me a heads up. I read the room pretty well. I, okay. I'm good at I, I have good reading uh, talent when it comes to dynamics. Another tip. I knew beforehand that uh, Jen Shaw was not in great turn with Whitney and Lisa Barlow because I witnessed when she walked in, passed by next to them, they look at each other like Lisa, look at Jen, and Whitney look at Jen, and they just kind of like look, and, and Jen kept walking, and Whitney walked behind her, tapped her shoulder to say hello to her, and it was a very awkward hello. And I then... Whitney said that on Watch What Happened Live, like, last season. I remember that. I am so upset that I missed that Gansevoort party because I heard so much about it. <laughs> you got so much tea, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. It was just like you were rubbing shoulders with the Bravo liberties. I love <sighs> it. I also and met Candace um, at Bravo Condo, but her and Chris were amazing. I, I loved her. Who was, like, your favorite Bravo Liberty that you met that weekend. Hands was it Candace? Uh I mean Candy was great and I and to me it was I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in two different settings. In 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 the convention center, um Garcelle and Sutton. I adore them. I Garcelle, I have a special place for her in my heart. She gave me a shout out for my podcast on Twitter when I first like launched it. She's like, congratulations, you're going to do great. So I have so much love for her and I love my girl son. They're, I mean, Beverly Hills to me is them right now. They are Beverly Hills, period. I don't care. <laughs> I know it's pretty premature to say, but I love them. But 
uh, outside the convention center was Ariana. Hands down. Oh, you met Ariana. I am so jealous. Oh, my gosh. It was at that party in particular. Uh, I don't have many photos because I did not want to look like a fan. I went there as somebody who is rubbing shoulder with people that I want to. You got to play it with. cool. Exactly. You want to be cool. Don't be all uncool. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I was trying to find the, the, the words in my head. Like, what is that cool? How it goes? Yes. Be cool. Just not be that uncool. Um, um, I, I just took a few photos with some people, but Ariana, I, I, the story with her is, it's like, Ariana was one of the first Bravo Labs that I connected on Twitter when I first started doing tweeting online. And I probably had like a hundred followers at that point. And she was one of the first ones to follow me because I love Ben Pond Rule. That's my favorite non-housewife show ever. Um, so I was tweeting and she started following me and we started to like talk and chit chat. And I, my plan was to go to LA and, you know, go to the restaurants and meet them and whatever. And never happened because then the pandemic happened. So um, then BravoCon happened. And right before BravoCon happened, when they announced the list of uh, guests and the speakers and whatever, and Ariana was announced, I messaged her on Twitter. And I said to her, I'm ready for BravoCon. I don't care how, but we're meeting. We are meeting this weekend. We're going to make it happen. She said, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Um, So... Uh, to that night, I arrived to the party with, uh, I was with um, Larry from Bravo by Gays, and um, I was with Jenny from Jenny Blaze, uh, Bravo and Blaze. I was with, with the two of them, and then we met with more people. Um, I, I was with Ryan Bailey from, uh, you know, So, so Bad It's Good. good. There you go. I, I, I always try to say the name, like, ah! Um, but um, we were there, and... Ariana was across the room, like, I'm right here, and she's, like, on the opposite side. And I turn around, and I see her, and she turns around, and she sees me, and we point at the same time. There you are! How we, cute! Yeah, and we sat down for, like, pretty much the whole entire night talking, and I met uh, Logan, her best friend, and Sandoval was around, and Raquel was around, and Sword Oof. were around, but... Uh, I did not, and I mean, we, I did not know anything about Scandal. I'm not gonna say like, oh, I sense some weirdness in the room, <laughs> but I, I am going to say that Scandal kept coming in and out of the conversation. When he saw me sitting down with Ariana, I don't know if he thought that I was flirting with her because he came and had looked at me. He he was looking at me like nonstop, and I was like, no, dude. If anything, I'm more interested in you. <laughs> Let's make it clear here. I'm not trying to do anything. Right. So, uh, but he kept coming in and out, and then I saw Sword uh, uh, and and Sandoval left before everybody else. They left. They said, "Hey, we're going somewhere, whatever." I I don't I don't I don't want to read anything into it. I don't want to spread gossip. I don't know. But people, you know, at that point, we know that stuff were already happening. So who knows? Um, but yeah, to me, Ariana was kind of like the best. Bravo because it was kind of like something that I really wanted to happen. And it happened. I love it. I love that for you. I love, I mean, she's a good person. And I think that that shows, um, you know, unlike Katie, 
that said about Raquel, like you can be a good person to some people and not to others. That's the complete opposite with Ariana. I think she's just a good person and she, whether she knows you or not, she's going to be nice and friendly. And I, I love that for you. That's such a special moment. What about you? What, what was like your best like memory from last year's BravoCon when it comes to like either being a Bravo lab or meet another content creator that you met, like anything that you kind of like think like, oh, that was like a big moment for me during BravoCon. Oh my God. There were so many. Um, I loved meeting all the other content creators. I think I loved meeting the Beverly Hills ladies most. Um, even though it was brief, um, but I did get to meet Sutton and Dorit, um, Garcelle and Kathy, which was, you know, iconic. But I think the ones that I actually got to talk to the most were Whitney and Lisa Barlow from Salt Lake City, who were so nice, just so down to earth, just like, you know, taking time out of their day just, just to talk to you and talk to you about the show. Whitney gave me some tea about her and Heather. Um, so it was just, I don't know, There, I honestly didn't have a bad experience. It was just all good things. And I don't know the you know everybody from Southern Charm was so nice. I think one of my highlights, even though it was brief, was meeting Paige. She was so sh sweet. She commented on my jacket that I was wearing. I had a custom Bravo Breaking News jacket that was made by LF Store. Shout out! Um, it was just a dream, and I can't wait to relive it this year. Well, you're gonna have to send me the info for whoever customized your pieces because I need to get myself a Elvis. Elvis inspire uh, jacket that I want to wear for the Legends Ball this year. I already picked my my theme for all my outfits for this year. Okay, give it's, it to me. It's uh, well, it's May, and I already picked my theme. You know, every year, I mean, especially BravoCon. To me, BravoCon is my Met Gala, so I pick <laughs> a theme for my outfits. Same. La last year was uh, a little of like kind of like seventies glam. I had a lot of like. You know, uh, kind of like bell-bottom pants and, you know, the, the, the sweater, very 70s and stuff. So that was my theme from last year. This year, I'm going with Elvis because it's in Vegas. Love and it. Somebody, somebody says, like, you already have the hair. I was like, wait a minute. I do have the Elvis hair. So let's go with that idea. So I do want to find items like I don't want a costume. Like, because Let's make that clear. There's a difference between... <laughs> inspiration in fashion where you kind of take pieces and you bring it to your to your wardrobe and you make it look like you get inspired by you know elvis i don't want to look like i'm going to perform on this trip for dollars <laughs> yes yes there's a fine line but i think that you can i think that you'll make it work i i have faith in you that's gonna be awesome i've got to think of my theme now i, I feel like i'm slacking now <laughs> So that's, 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 I'm excited for BravoCon 2023. Now we know it's in Vegas. I'm a hundred percent sure that you're going. Oh yeah. I mean, I have my hotel. I'm going to get my tickets the moment they are available. I am so excited. I mean, Vegas is a hop, skip and a jump for me. I'm in LA, so it's about a 45 minute flight. Um, and I'm ready. I mean, I think it's going, you know, last year was huge. Um, the first ever BravoCon in 2019 was like tiny. There was maybe like a couple thousand people there. Then they, you know, scaled it way up for last year. And I think Vegas is going to be even 
bigger because I think they just couldn't even handle the crowds at the Javits Center in New York. So they had to, you know, scale up again. I agree. I I heard that they are trying to do kind of like a um, each year a different city kind of thing. So they did New York. Now they're doing Vegas. Who knows what's next? Maybe LA, maybe Miami. I would love Miami. Oh, I would love Miami. That would be amazing. Right. Um, But I'm I'm excited. I think this year is going to be super interesting. There's so many new shows and new, you know, Bravo Labs to be able to like bring new, more, okay, reasons for you to go. Because obviously, no matter what, it can be the same people every year I'm going to be going because BravoCon is kind of like my Coachella. I want to go. I don't care who's performing. I don't care what's happening. It's just the vibe. It's like you said, like meeting Bravo content creators. Like, um, because Bravo Con was literally after the pandemic and we finally can meet people in person. Most people that I connected with in the Bravo content creation universe was during the pandemic. So we never got to meet in person. Even if we were in the same state, like I'm in New York and Larry from Bravo by Gays is he's in Buffalo, New York. We never met until Bravo Con. So I always look forward to that. And I told people that too, um, even though meeting Bravo Labs, it's definitely what you go there for and enjoy that trip to to meet the people that you see on TV. But on top of that, the more rewarding part is meeting the people who you speak to about Bravo. Oh, totally. I mean, you're with your people there. And the first ever BravoCon in 2019, I went to by myself. I had just started my Bravo account. I did not know a soul going. Um, I mean, we, you know, it's like I was a little nervous going into it. I didn't know what to expect, but we, I met so many friends there and you're just like with a group of like-minded people. I mean, you're not, not going to make friends. So if you don't have somebody to go with, um, if you're debating, oh, do I want to go like go by yourself? Like you're just going to make so many lifelong friends because you all have this huge thing in common. And I don't know, like message us. Like we would love to meet you guys. I love to meet my followers. I mean, it's just, there's always going to be something to talk about. And you're just with, you know, like I said, you're with your people there. It's just, there's no way that it can't be fun. And just the fact that you get to meet these people that you interact with online or see on TV, like in real life, like nothing, nothing beats it. I agree. I completely agree. I have... Two more questions for you uh, that I want to discuss with you. The first one is, now that we're talking about new shows and new uh, Bravo Labs in the universe, and I'm pretty sure um, we're going to see some of them during BravoCon, um, I I actually met the whole entire cast of Southern Hospitality right now, and we became really good friends. I went to Charleston. And it, I saw I, that. Oh, I my love, God. I'm so jealous. It, they, they're amazing, and I cannot wait for them to come back on season two. But we saw already that a list of shows that are being either renewed or filmed or coming to um, to come back to Bravo. Um, any show that stood out for you that you want to watch or any show that you're... I'm trying to find the list right now because I want to kind of like remind people what we're talking about. But any show that you want to watch or any show that, that you thought that is missing from that list? Well, so two stands 
Two standouts for me were, like you said, Southern Hospitality. Like, do not sleep on Southern Hospitality. That was such a good season one. I was hoping it would get picked up for season two, and it did. I am so excited. I got the chance to visit Charleston over the holidays, too. I did not party with the crew at Republic, but I did go to Bourbon and Bubbles, and Leva like sent me champagne. She was such a doll. So I just have... So much respect for Leva. She is the new Lisa Vanderpump and the kids are the new pump rules. It is like the new generation of Vanderpump rules. It is bringing the drama. Um, and I just like love the Charleston vibe in general. So love that. The second one I am super excited about is Crappy Lake Luann and Sonia's spinoff, uh, Simple Life Inspired. I I need that now. Like I need that immediately <laughs> in my life. Inject it into my veins. I agree. I'm really excited for that um crappy lake. It's that the trailer was, you know, premiered during BravoCon. Like the trailer, And I like, missed like it. Clip. Oh, it was it's so good. It was so I think I have a clip. I'm gonna try try to find it on my phone if I if I can find it, send it to you. But um but they show you kind of like Maybe it was five minutes about of the show, and I'm dying to watch it because it kind of took me back to uh, the simple life with Paris and Nicole. I love that show. That show was my Love. show. I live for it, and I'm happy that they're doing something similar with Housewife. That I, I mean, I love Sonia. Sonia is like amazing. She's so funny. I mean, Sonia I is. I know. Shout out to Lisa Conan for giving me this, you know, amazing artwork. But Sonia is perfect TV. Countess Luann is iconic. I mean, yeah. I miss them so much on my TV screen. I need them back. I need Roni Legacy. I guess I'll take Crappy Lake in the meantime while we, you know, Bravo gets their shit together. But I love them both. It's going to be amazing. I'm also excited for, obviously, Southern Hospitality Season two, I want I want them to succeed so badly because they are such a great team. I think they're great. Um, and there's one more that I want to give a shout out to, and it's Project Runway All Stars. I've been watching Project Runway since the moment that it first aired. It's been 20 years. It was one of the first Bravo shows that I actually started watching, even before Housewives. So it's kind of like a whole, like a full circle when they are bringing you know, iconic uh, designers back. Obviously, the concept of All-Star is not new because even though it's new for Bravo and for this uh, whole entire uh, franchise, they did have Project Runway All-Stars at one point. But it was not, it was not by, um, um, it was it was a lifetime that was doing it. Yeah, they, they switched networks for a while. You're yes. right. And then they just came back to Bravo. What is it? Just a couple seasons ago? Yeah, like three seasons ago. So, yeah. So I'm happy for that. Talking about the shows that I'm missing in this uh, list and I really want back and I better see back is Family Karma. I see, Family I don't Karma. watch Family Karma. Do I need to watch Family Karma? Sounds yes. like I need to watch it. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um. I tell everybody to watch it because it's kind of like those refreshing shows because the drama is organic. The drama is real. They are friends from like childhood. So they know each other for real. The families know each other for even, even before they migrate to America. So 
I, I think there is a true uh, sense of reality in the show. It's not like it doesn't seem as produced. Um, you see them grow in the show. In the last uh, um, season, there were two weddings. By far, one of the best weddings on Bravo ever. That's, it, wow. it's that is that beautiful, uh, and the cast is just a delight. I, I love them all. Um, I, I want them back, and I did. De- I didn't see them on the list for 2023, 2024, but I hope that maybe they'll be back for 2024, 2025. I think they deserve another season. And yeah, I think. It. I think also was Summer House absent from that list too, which I find hard to believe that, you know, that's not coming. So maybe this list is just, you know, 2023, 2024, you know, what's coming up in, in, in 2023 and then maybe Q1 of 2024. And then we're going to get more later on in 2024. So I I hope I, I've heard a lot of good things about Family Karma. I don't see it going anywhere. Um, I think they made a splash at BravoCon too. I heard that they were all so nice. So I, I hope it returns, even though I don't watch it. Um, I'm going to start now. Yeah, and it's an easy watch because the first two seasons had only like eight, nine episodes each. It's not like long, long seasons. And it goes by really quick. Like you can sit down on a weekend and, and you really get into it like immediately. Uh, the cast is 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 you can you you love the cast from the get the, from the get go, um, so yeah that's what I think too. I think this list is mainly you know the rest of twenty twenty three beginning of the first quarter of twenty twenty four. You know there's shows that are airing right now that are not on like obviously uh, New Jersey is not on the list. Uh, Summer House is not on the list because they just finishing you know with the reunion and. It's good for a show to take like a pause and not jump into filming immediately because then the drama is just repetitive. And I think that's what happened in so many franchises for the past few years. They just jumped immediately into into filming right after the reunion. So it's like even the though, even though I wish that's what Vanderpump Rules did because we need to see we need those boots on the ground now. We need those cameras around. 24-7 right now because it's all still playing out. It's all still going down. You'll be surprised. I think it's happening. I don't think they're already filming, but they're probably going to start filming soon because Palm Rules is on the list. So they're going to come back sooner. Okay. You know, than- oh, I like that observation. I hope so. I heard that they were going to pick up filming you know, sooner because they usually film in like summer, late summer. Yeah. Um, but I think they need to, you know, capitalize on this. And we as viewers like need to see what's going on. We need to see the aftermath. I agree. Last question. Um, what do you think about Miami moving to Bravo from Peacock? What's your opinion on it? I'm all about it. I know that people are worried because, you know, Peacock's product. You're worried. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is it because of the production value on Peacock? Yes. My my main concern with this, I mean, I'm okay with them moving it to Bravo, but my fear is um, maybe I'm just overthinking it I, because I went to school for filmmaking. So production to me is like a very interesting topic. Uh I understand people say, yeah, it's the same production company. Yes, it's not about the production company being a different production company. It's about the budget. Um, I think Peacock was Hmm. prioritizing Miami because it's 
an exclusive. They were pushing for people to come and migrate to Peacock and get the app and stuff like that in, in the streaming service. It's like what Netflix does with their own original series. Like they are capitalizing on those for people to, you know, to join Netflix because those are only uh, you can only find those on Netflix anywhere else. You can find any of that. So, um, so that's my main concern. I feel like if they move Miami to Bravo, what's going to happen is it's going to get Salt Lake City. In. Meaning like the budget for Salt Lake City is like minimal compared to like Beverly Hills, New Jersey and Atlanta, because those are like the, the pillars of Bravo. So my fear is like maybe moving it to Bravo is going to move the, you know, the needle to um, a second grade franchise instead of being a main franchise could i be wrong maybe because miami is doing amazing so bravo might give that franchise a priority um but i'm just hoping for the best that's my fear that but moving to bravo is cool because we can tweet and watch it all at the same time and people are going to react at the same time but i'm i'm a, I'm a little scared just a, just a little bit yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, because Peacock is like a totally different beast. I mean, watching Ultimate Girls Trip is so different than watching an episode of Real Housewives. Just like the editing, the effects, the, you know, even like the vivid color, like it's just all different. Um, So I don't know. I don't want Miami to lose its, you know, sparkle. But I think that Bravo hears us. I don't think that they would do that to us. I hope not. Like, um, I hope that Miami, you know, keeps its, you know, what makes it so special. And I, th I think that they will. I think that if if they're sticking with the same production company and we're moving forward just to a different network, hopefully it will be the same. I don't know. I mean, Dubai which was on Bravo was a little bit also of like a higher production value. They yeah. had some, you know, it was just the feeling. It was just like a different feeling, a different vibe. So maybe they can, you know, keep that for Bravo. I don't know. I, I'm excited. Either way I'll watch. Doesn't really yeah. matter to me. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love, I love Miami. Um, but I think that's cool. They're also moving below deck adventure over. So I don't know what is, you know, is Peacock, I guess, going to still have the ultimate girls trip? I'm kind of surprised Crappy Lake isn't going to be on Peacock because it's kind of one of those spinoff shows that seems like it could be. So I don't know. Does this open up new opportunities for other spinoffs on Peacock? I don't know. I hope so. I, I think it's time for for Bravo to, to start realizing that um, there are more opportunities than just Housewife show. That's another thing that I, I'm always very firm in my opinion that people need to stop being so laser focused on on housewife franchises and give the non-housewife shows opportunities like we we talk about southern charm uh southern hospitality uh we have summer houses now we have martha's vineyard we have um dancing queen last night which i watched i was kind of lost half of this show <laughs> But I gave it a chance. I'm going to watch maybe a couple more episodes, see how it goes. I'm not a big Below Deck person. I got to be honest. I know it's a big franchise for Bravo. I never got into it. Uh, I only like 
Kate Chastain and that that's it. I don't like anybody else. Um, I would recommend going in on Below Deck Sailing Yacht. I love it. Okay. I think it's the best. The characters are good. If you're going to start with one, it only has a couple seasons. I don't know. Okay. Just my opinion. Keep that, keep that in mind. Like, well, now you got to watch Family Karma because I recommend it to you. And I, I watch Below Deck uh, Sailing Deal. because you are staying. Okay. And talking about Bravo capitalizing on different type of shows. I have uh, this is like the, the the closing question. I have a have a an scenario for you. What do you think if Bravo will green light a summer house type of show where they invite Bravo content creators to be the stars of the show and do you think it will be a success? I mean, I I love it. I, I I'm scared though because that would like all pit us against each other. Like we have such a good harmony and we're all so supportive of each other and it's such a supportive community. I feel like a reality show could maybe ruin that. Um, but hey, I don't know. They did it with Hype House on Netflix and we had like that People's Couch series, you know, where fans were watching shows live like I mean, what better way than, you know, feature us, your biggest fans, like on a show, you know, whether it, if it's in like a house capacity or something more like the people's couch, I don't know. I just, um, I don't know. I don't want to lose the friendships that I've made along the way because who knows, who knows who's going to turn on you in that house, you know? Oh. <laughs> and I always tell people, I'm like, I... I would be so down to be on this weird summer house, Bravo content creator universe in a heartbeat. I'd be like right there. Not because I want to be on TV, but because I know that we will have so much fun. And the level of egos and shade that it will be on our screen will be so astronomical. Because one thing that Bravo fans in general know is how to read and how to produce a moment. That is true. I mean, in our decades, decade, decades of learning, I mean, maybe we should just go out into the world and put it to use. <laughs> true. So bravo, we're ready. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll lose friendships, but hey, you got to bring it. And I, uh, and I feel like if it's like a summer house type of setting, you might have disagreement and fights and dramatic moments, but at the end we'll be like, okay, we had a great summer. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It'll be like one of those, like, you know, villain of the week, we'll fight and then we'll make up. That's right. I like that. I wish you, I'm telling you, during BravoCon Vegas, I, maybe we should have like a little, we should have a little dinner either before BravoCon. I'm arriving on Wednesday. And I would like to get like a few content creators together and just have like a dinner. It would be funny to record that dinner and see all this, the craziness that we talked about. And then be like, holy crap, let's sell this to Bravo. <laughs> we got, let's film a pilot. Let's do a it. Pilot. That'd be funny. But I do, I, 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 I am thinking on doing that now that we are close and I, I, I really want to, you know, like you said, continue, you know, connecting with people and making friends along this crazy Bravo ride. And BravoCon Vegas, like you said, is going to be huge. 
and I want people to understand, like, when we talk about it and we get all excited, it's not because just because we are Bravo fans, but because when you are there, the energy, it's, it's insane. So I, I, always, I always tell people, even if you go by yourself, you're not going to feel alone. You're going to nope. find best friends for life in that place. Oh, yeah. It is a vibe. Like, I, I, I need it like three times a year, but I'll take it once. I am I am so excited. I'm so excited to, you know, meet the new Bravo Labs and, you know, I don't know, hang out with the content creators, too, and the fans. It's just like all it's all happening, as Sheena, as Sheena Shea it's says. All <laughs> it's all happening. It's all going to be happening in November. And I I I don't know. I need it. I need it now. It's going to be tough to wait. Well, Kim, it's been an amazing pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, coming on my pod and, you know, share all your experience and your takes on Bravo. Anything that you want to close the podcast with, anything that you want to plug, the floor is yours. Um, let's see. So just make sure you follow me on Instagram, Bravo Breaking News. I also do um, weekly recaps with my co-host Lisa on YouTube. Um, we're currently recapping the Scandal of It All Vanderpump Rules. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to move to next, but subscribe on YouTube. And yeah, I also have a Scandal collection of merch. If you're interested, never trust a Tom, wear it proudly. Um, so you can find it all on my Instagram. I love it. I love it. And okay, you guys, like I always say every week, for us as content creators, the way you can show us love is simply by subscribing to our podcast, by liking and follow our content on Twitter and Instagram. Please, please, please do that. You can find me on Martinez with Eddie across the platforms in Instagram, on Twitter, on a podcast, YouTube channel. I have my own website, martiniswitheddy.com. I do not have merch yet, <laughs> but I really want to. Um, and please go follow Kim and all her platform, all her platforms. Bravo breaking news. And as you always know, at the end of the night, we always say together the magic words. One, two, three. Bye, besties. <laughs>